Hello and welcome to Avio's Journey Podcast. My name is Anthony Pika and this show is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their business and sidestep all the crazy things that this guy seems to constantly step on. It is Monday, September 6th. I'm so excited to be doing another podcast. I believe this is episode number 220, if I'm not mistaken. And I am absolutely thrilled to be coming to you and doing this episode today. We We've switched – well, I've switched around – not switched around things, but uh, I just kind of launched a, a different structure with the YouTube channel. We're doing Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays that have specific days, which I've done in the past. But I'm super excited to be you know, kind of bringing that same idea here on the podcast. And you know, I really want to get back into podcasting a lot more. I absolutely love it. Uh, such an amazing community. You all are are absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I love um, doing these and getting um, feedback from you all. And and thank you so much for all your support. But today, we're definitely going to be diving into some news as well as voice acting and uh, specifically storytelling. Now, I want to talk about storytelling today. And we'll get into uh, some specifics on how you can uh, be a better storyteller, which is all, all of our jobs as voice actors. All right, let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. Right. So it is, like I said, wonderful to be coming back to you guys. And we have some incredible things going on. Real quick, before we get into voice acting and storytelling, I want to talk to you guys about what's been going on in Avio's journey and everything that's been happening. It's been absolutely fantastic. So, you know, we launched Avio's Journey Elite Academy, and that's been unbelievable. I think we now have 138 members. It's absolutely wonderful. We're meeting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. And, you know, we have um, we have Monday Night Live. That's with Susan Fouché, you know, and she's doing voice acting. We've got uh, Tech Production Tuesdays. That's with Don and Donnie Barnes. I'm doing Marketing Wednesdays. And then we have Business Systems Accountability with Angela Clark on Thursdays. Absolutely love it. And of course, all of those are recorded and archived and they're doing fantastic. Last week was wonderful. It was such a great kickoff week. And oh, and by the way, if you're interested in in joining or checking it out, go to, uh, well, there'll be a link in this description below, or you can always go to aviosjourney.com and it's like literally the first thing you see, or it's like learn more about the academy and stuff, or you can scroll down to, uh, and there's another button you can click down below. But anyways, that's going wonderful. I absolutely love it. And, you know, starting to think about the voiceover conference as well as the um, agency that we're working on. But, you know, one thing at a time, I realize I've been trying to <laughs> do a lot at once. And, you know, one thing that's been going on too, though, on the side is that, you know, I've been trying to manage, um, 
you know, the the change with my wife coming home from her job. So she's now at home full time, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, however, we spent no time and we started a horse business. <laughs> so we now have a horse business. Uh, it, it's just it, it's very small at the moment. And, you know, we are just working on that. So she's been working uh, nonstop on that. So she kind of, uh, went, you know, went from one thing right into the other thing. But it's so wonderful. And then the kids have been going back to school, as I'm sure for everybody, that's been uh, crazy. It's been great having them back in school, actually. That's been wonderful. But, you know, other than that, things have been moving forward and trying to uh, continue to, to launch this academy off the ground. And one thing um, that's also happened, too, well, on top of that, is um, my voice acting. I've been you, I've been uh, working with a lot more voiceover students recently and getting a lot more mentorship students, which has been wonderful. It's a blessing. But one of the things that we're working on a lot is, you know, voice acting and, uh, you know, getting into storytelling. And, you know, that word, I think for me, whenever I hear the word storytelling, you know, and I and you put it next to voiceover, it kind of it can be strange in some some senses, meaning like, you know, you go to tell a story, you know, we think of a story as like, you know, this, you know, tale of fiction or, you know, this the way we, you know, a, a Disney, a Disney movie starts off, you know, um, once upon a time and a far off land lived a prince, you know, that that kind of, you know, we're we're telling a story, a magical story. Um, so when you put it next to voiceover, it becomes a little odd because, you know, you're like, okay, Anthony, I'm trying to sell a bar of soap. How is that storytelling? <laughs> right. I think, you know, that, or, or I'm doing an e-learning job on, you know, how to put together carburetor. What, what exactly, uh, what story am I telling exactly? You know, and I think that's what happens. So we often overlook, the meaning of storytelling, I think, for us as voice actors, if we're not doing either longer you know, narration or fiction or traditional stories. But I want to talk to you about it today because I think that if we take the idea of storytelling and we uh, insert with that subtext, then I think it takes on a new life and it gives us something to talk about. Because as a voice actor, when we begin to do a voiceover read, whether we're auditioning and we're trying to get more work or a client's hired us, you know, likely the likelihood is, is that we will get some direction, but we as actors have to fill in the subtext. We have to fill in the gaps in order for us to uh, be able to perform the voiceovers in a manner in which it seems like we are telling the story a story underneath the story. So that's what I like to call it. I like to call it the story underneath the story. Uh, subtext is basically more kind of more the accepted term, but it's like not it's not just the words that you say, but it's how you say them. So adding the subtext or the storyline to what you're doing is paramount to your success as a voice actor. Perfect example is a lot of beginners or newer voice actors, um, they, you know, they're, they're reading a script like they're trying to make sure they say all the words correctly, the pacing sounds to them normal, and they don't, you know, stop or mess up a word or something like that. And they're going to throw in a little bit of inflection, some expression in there. Okay. Um, 
but that's generally all when you're first starting out, your your brain can hold, <laughs> right? And, you know, that that is uh, perfectly normal. The challenge with that is, though, is that you are in, uh, unintentionally, because we always add subtext, no matter what we're doing, we, we automatically add subtext. Now, let me actually, you know, let me make sure I, I clearly define what subtext is in this, this capacity, all right? When I talk about subtext, I'm talking about the information underneath the words. So um, I just wrote an article on subtext as well. Today's like subtext day, and I did a video on it. But, um, you know, I... I wrote an article and I was talking about the the sentence "the world is round," right? Um, well, no, actually, the the article was on authority. I'm sorry, uh, uh, being more authoritative, right? Or how do you can be more authoritative with your voiceover style? Um, but but this still applies with the subtext, right? So the world is round. Okay, so that's a statement. We all believe it. Okay, hopefully, <laughs> right? And you know, when we go to say that the world is round. Hopefully, the way we are saying it, the subtext underneath it is that we believe what we're saying. There is no question. It is a fact. And it's made a fact by our statement, by how we say it. All right? I don't say something like, uh, the world is round? Or, the world is round? Um, I don't say it with a confused manner. Right? I say it. Look, the world is round. The world is round. Okay? I'm giving subtext to what I'm saying by how I'm saying it. Meaning that not only am I telling you the world is round, but I'm telling you I believe that the world is round. There is no question in my mind. I am confident that the world is round. I can still give that statement to you, but in a manner in which you would think, oh God, he's not really confident about that. And we hear this all the time. Like we go, like perfect example, when we hear something or we go watch a presentation or we see somebody doing something or someone acting or you could see someone presenting something and you could tell right away if they're not confident about something, okay? Or they're not quite sure. And what I mean by most voice actors get, uh, you know, unintentionally, giving subtext, I mean that like they will do, they will unintentionally make it sound like they have no opinion about what is going on. Now, this is a tricky thing because in an audiobook narrator, the idea for you is to not give your, your personal opinion about uh, the work, and that is that that can be true about what you're you're narrating in commercial work as well. But we have to give an attitude or an opinion, if you will, based on the subtext that you and I have assigned. So that's why I'm trying to say we have to assign that subtext, that storyline underneath what we're doing. Even if like it's it's not about what we personally believe in or not. Okay, I mean you know because that's not what unless the directions or whatever is calling on that. But a lot of times we're either going to be given some sort of directions, you know, some subtext or we, but 99% of the time we've got to fill in the majority of it. Like the character, who we are, who we're talking to, you know, what we are trying to get across to them, the feelings we are trying to get across, you know, how you want to make someone feel by listening to this, 
right? Like, do you want to make someone feel uh, supportive or, or supported or safe? Do you want to make someone feel excited? Do you want to make someone feel uh, nervous? Or do you want to make someone feel like um, they got, you know, there, there's a sense of, um, what is it? A sense of urgency. Like all of these things, do you want to make someone feel relaxed, confident, uh, conversational? Like, Do you want to make someone feel like you know exactly what you're talking about and they should trust you? Like there's all of these different things. And you notice that no matter what I say, I can take some of those terms like trustworthy or conversational or nervous or exciting or nurturing or friendly or goofy or cheeky or whatever words you want to attach to it, whatever adjectives you want to say, I can take those words, put them in the forefront of my mind and then say any script and my mind or my ability to relay those messages, we call it sensitivity in the voice or, or in the acting world, right? Uh, how sensitive are you or how, how, able, how, how able are you to show sensitivity towards one emotion or two emotions or idea, one idea, two ideas, et cetera, right? How, what's that ability of yours to do it? And what you'll find is by taking those thoughts, that subtext, putting it in your mind, Right, it automatically helps you focus on the right thing. Now, you probably have heard me say this before. Uh, when I was, you know, when I would ever I work with voice actors and stuff, I was actually talking about this this morning with uh, another mentor student of mine. But you know, um, when I was uh, coaching actors for the stage, you know, a lot of newer actors, uh, beginning actors, it would always, you know inevitably be like, um, you know, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my body. You know, what do I do with my feet? You know what I mean? And this is while action is going on or somebody's talking or something on stage. And, you know, the the answer to that, no answer I would always give is, well, that's because you're focusing on the right thing. Like, see, like the 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 obvious answer or what you would think is someone would say, oh, well, you, you should be doing this with your hands or you should be doing that. But see, that's not that that's not what I would say. And I would say that because, you know, we are all of us are going for trying to be more naturally us. Okay. So the reason so so what I would say is you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing on your arms, you're focusing on your legs, you're focusing on all these other things when you should be focusing on the subtext, what is happening right now, how you should be feeling about it. Right. You should be feeling frustrated or upset or happy or, you know, what's going on? Are you reacting to what's happening now? We as voice actors, right, we are more, you know, so delivering a message nine times out of 10, we're not seeing anything to react to. But the funny thing is, is actually most of the time and I would say, again, nine times out of 10, we're doing some sort of video narration. Right, we're we're narrating to some video, whether it's e-learning or whether it's a, a commercial or whether it's an explainer or what whatever it is. Right, we're usually narrating to something. So in essence, you know, we are not the primary; we're secondary to the images. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that you know we should be focusing on the right thing as well. And that should be what subtext, what message, what story, what idea are you trying to relay underneath 
the words that you were saying. And if you put that in the front of, of your mind, that gives you, uh, I think, some tools that gives you some fuel to be a better voice actor or at least have a purpose for what you're doing. And then you have a point of reference to practice, right? Because a lot of times when someone tells you to go, oh, you need to practice your voice with voiceover scripts, you're like, okay, so what do you do? You go and practice and nine times out of 10, again, you are practicing trying to make sure that you have a steady pacing, that your words aren't screwed. You, you, and, and by the way, so when you read it, you know it's boring. So you try to add some extra inflection or expression in there again. So it sounds to you at least a little bit more interesting. But there's never any meat to it because everyone listening can tell that you have no opinion about that. Okay. And that's not uh, what we at, we are multi dimensional <laughs> people, multifaceted people. It's not just one, you know, size fits all, meaning that I need to have some sort of opinion from you, some sort of attitude from you, some sort of character, something that gives me more than the blanket words. Because, you know, like, and I've done it before, but you can say I love you a whole bunch of different ways and they can mean many different things, you know? Because I could say, you know, um, hey, I love you. Or I can say, I love you, you know? Uh, You know, you can say it different ways and it means something different because that's the subtext I add to it that gives you the knowledge you need to determine, okay, how should I think about this? How should I feel about it? Do you see what I mean? So when you are trying to, you know, up your game as a voice actor, taking this one tip, the subtext idea, and putting it into your mind will help you automatically give more meat to what you're doing, like more uh, purpose, right? And, you know, that that will change the way you deliver voiceovers forever. Um, now, a quick note about subtext when it comes to how do you come up with it. That's the thing. I mean, a lot of times you will get directions, and the, but the directions could mean could be like, I really like your voice. Can you please make it, you know, happy uh, or, you know, upbeat fun? OK, well, that's some subtext. So when you have those words, right, you've been given some subtext. I mean, they're broad, but, you know, you can add a little bit more. You know, what does that fun mean? What does the happiness mean? You read over the script. All right, you look at it, and you might even add a couple more words, but you get a couple, stick them in your mind, meaning that when you start to read the script, your goal is you're not focusing on how well you read the words, you're focusing on how well do you feel like you're getting across the message or the subtext from the words. And if you focus on that, that will give you a leg up, I think, and you'll find that you actually be able to say the words better because you won't be focusing so much on, oh, did I say that word right? Did it sound okay. You're actually focusing on what you are meaning while you're saying these words. And that changes your mind. It changes your focus. And honestly, when you change your focus and you put it on the right thing, like what message you're trying to actually get across, just like I told my actors, the rest will take care of itself. You won't even have to worry about it. And then from a practicing standpoint, you can actually practice the emotions, how to get across the motions or, you know, when sometimes we talk about tones like conversational, authoritative, nurturing, um, you know, these these uh, uh, 
intimate, different types of style or, or tones, right? Um, calming these things, and you can practice those now. And it's and, and it's the tones that you're practicing. It's not how well you're reading the script, okay? Because you're practicing the message that you're trying to get across. That's a lot more important than how well you say the words because we all know how to read. And even if you're in one of those positions like I was when I started, it took me like a year, year and a half to really get comfortable reading out loud, which is crazy to me because again, I always spoke. I mean, I taught and you know, um, I've been in front of thousands of people as an actor on stage, but I never read like verbatim words off a, a script. You know what I mean? I had always memorized it. I'd practice it or I'd, I'd improv but I had to – and then what I realized going forward was after that year, year and a half, I realized that I was so focused on just being able to read the words that I wasn't thinking about what I was trying to say from the words. Okay? Now, in long-form narration like in audiobooks and stuff, this this can be uh, – you know, it, it's the same thing though, the way you say it, right? Because every narrator in an audiobook is a character. All right, it's a character, whether it's first person, third person, whatever, there's characters in the book, but then the narrator is a character too. And the way you narrate the story, how you say or how you act as the narrator also gives the listener how they should approach the book and the style. You know, I always say people are always like, hey, Anthony, you know, when I'm doing a woman's voice or I'm doing a man's voice, you know, and I'm the opposite sex, how do I go about doing that style, right? And I always tell them, well, listen, you know, what what type of book, What what is the book about? You know, is the book a farce? Or is it like a mystery? Is it supposed to be silly and goofy, right? Because that, that, that and and you can also call it context, all right. Like the context of the book, but the subtext uh, meaning like you know what are what are we trying to say by the way you're telling the story, how you're saying it. Are you trying to make me feel like this is a serious thriller? This is or this is a silly, goofy one. And if you're trying to make me feel one way or the other, it's going to determine whether you use some, you know, silly high pitched voice or something like dumb or, you know, you change maybe just make your voice a little bit more breathier. You know what I mean? As a female voice or a male voice instead of going, I'm being a male now. Do you know what I mean? You can just, you know, give it a little bit more of less breathiness or uh, staccato. You can change your voice. Uh, or you can change the way or how you talk, not necessarily how the pitches are. But if you're doing a farce or you're doing something silly, you're going to want to like change all that and be way over the top because we are trying to tell people this is a big over the top joke farce type of thing. So we want you to take it that way. Even though the material might be serious, we want you to take it in that that lighthearted manner. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's subtext. That's the way, that's how you are saying it tells me. And again, this goes back to us thinking about when we're as a voice actor, it's our job to also not only relay the words, but also the opinion or the thoughts or the ideas that we are character, which we are either given by someone or we make up feels about what we are saying, okay? Not our personal thoughts, our actual thoughts, but what were the directions or the subtext that we've given that particular job 
Okay. I hope this makes sense. And I'd love for your feedback. I know it's difficult here, but if you're interested, you know, join, uh, if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet over at Avio's Journey on Facebook, we'd love to have you there. Uh, and you can always check out the Academy. These are some of the things that we go over in the Academy every week. Uh, it's Avio's Journey Elite um, Academy. There'll be a link below and you can also check it out on aviosjourney.com. But I really want to thank you guys for listening today and really give this a shot. When you do a voiceover, assign a couple of adjectives and put those adjectives uh, des- describing the way you want people to feel All right, at the end of what you're saying or when you're saying it. Put those in the front of your mind. And what you'll find out too is that some, some scripts have multiple ones. They have different ways they want you to feel throughout different parts of it. Right. Because the story progresses. And this is how this is exactly what storytelling is about. No matter whether it's building a carburetor, like if I'm building a carburetor, what story, how do I want you to feel about this? Like, do I want you to feel that this is interesting? This is something more than just building a carburetor. You know what? We care about the work we do. Right. Or these parts are 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 extremely important. Okay, you can't miss this. Like, or do we? Or you know, you don't really care. We don't really care about whether you got the carburetor or not. Who give? You know, I don't care. You know, you just got to put like this piece goes there, and uh, you you attach that right. Like, you see what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you get a different feeling for for what we're talking about based on how I was saying it. Okay, and the best way to do that is what you focus on. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, you are amazing, uh, and I will try to be coming back uh, with a lot more podcasts, hopefully more closer to daily, at least four four to five times a week. That's my goal. Okay, uh, so we got to get back on the back on the horse, as it were, with with uh, podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.